The Torah content from now through Pesach has been sponsored by the Kofsky family in loving memory of Adira, who loved big ideas and asking big questions. Yeah, so I had a thought about why people might not like the shear. Okay, there are lots of reasons. No, <laughs> there are lots of reasons, but I, I, I feel like this, in this, this year, yeah, I feel like here it's more than uh, in normal is, um, is I think there's a certain, uh, and this is, there are other shirim that are like this and I won't name them, but you can, maybe Nyavin, uh, there's a certain impatience that some people have with working through the idea and failing, you know? And that's how real learning is, you know? But like, I think there is a certain type of person who when they come to a shear, they want spoon feeding or they want like, they'll want working, but not if you really have to like work or like scrap stuff, you know? And I think like with Mishle, you get the satisfaction of getting an idea every time. But with Tehillim, because of uh, both the scope of the, of, of the like, you know, the text and then also my lack of experience with Tehillim compared to Mishle, then like it's it's hard work, you know? Um, and, uh, and so like, I was thinking about this because I mentioned to you that I was going to go through and, um, and, uh, try to like summarize each thing in one line anyway. And then I realized like that not only did I not have time to do that, <laughs> but it's not valuable. It's not nearly as valuable if I do it as compared to if we do it, mm. you know, like when your mind sees each step of the idea emerge from the actual like thinking it registers in your mind in a different way and in a different place than if you just got a spoon fed summary, you know, like if you go through and you look at like our sports and oh, by the way, we need our sports and not yet, but we will need our sports and You look through it like the bullet point summaries, you know, or mm-hmm. it, have you ever tried doing that? Like with a, uh, a text. I, I used to have in my homage class, I used to have the students to make it. I used to have my students when we did, um, uh, safer brachies. So I would only get through the first, like, <laughs> 15 prakim inside, but then I, I was responsible for teaching them the rest. And I would have them take the other project and then create full outlines of the entire parsha where you bullet pointed every single section. You get a lot out of doing that. And like same thing in like the Mishnah Torah. I used to do that with the Mishnah Torah. Now the newfangled realms have them in there anyway, you know. Um, but like you get a lot from like having your mind like uh, identify and label and like order and stuff like like that. So, um, so that's another benefit. Thank God, I appreciate it. Like I'm reaching, yeah, naming the Taylor animals. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's true, it's true. Okay, so uh, let's do this, okay? We're not gonna read through the whole paragraph again because we're gonna end up doing that anyway. Um, let's try to get the progression of ideas. Uh, and like I said, at the bottom there, I um, I clustered them based on the redoc, but it's possible that you could disagree and uh, and we'll, we'll reorganize them. Um, so, um, <laughs> Also, another thing that I, I feel like we, we we didn't talk about is the Radak was kind of I mean we, we mentioned it in, a, in 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 passing but like the Radak said at the very beginning this could either be about David or about Klai Yisrael and then he gave us both along the way and then at some point he just stopped giving us both and then he just went to Klai Yisrael and you know and then back to David and then back to David at the end yeah but I feel like what we need to do maybe is um is either I think the best thing to do would be to when we're defining each cluster to do it in a way that works for both. Cause that's what he initially started off with, you know, so even though he didn't, he didn't do that for us all the time. Uh, then, uh, you know, yeah. I just had a thought yeah. about the, like why these things work for general and with Edward. Okay. Um, so in row of fader shear, like home shear this week. Yeah. 
um, we were doing a major, whatever, it's a whole thing. But the, the, basically, the, the idea was um, that, like, the like polystyrene and the world at, at large, I guess, can identify with um, David. Yeah. Um, and his life, because, like, you know, challenges and successes. Yeah. And ends and success. A lot of imperfections. Yeah, uh, imperfections, yeah. you know, ups and downs. Shuba, Kate, yeah. Yeah, or Kate, Shuba, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So um, that might be why they're so uh, why it works for both of them mm-hmm. because his life is meant to, like his life functions as a model for interesting for individual lives but also for the well life. yeah okay that definitely is possible uh, I have a slightly different take on it now that you're getting my gears turning uh, that. I think the unifying factor might be that the nature of the political opposition that he faced is the same thing as the nature of the political opposition that we face. And when I say political, I don't mean like, like just like becoming a king. I mean like opposition from the other nations, all the reasons why they opposed him and hated him, even from within Israel, those are the same types of things that we struggle with of like them, you know, preventing him, trying to prevent him from succeeding and like making fun of his uh, stuff and like trying to literally kill him. And uh, you know, and like, uh, and then like disbelieving that he is the, the chosen one, you know, that the, the specifically the political opposition, not so much the personal life aspect of it. Mm-hmm. I just see that being, yeah. I mean, now what you're saying okay. might work for other areas, but yeah. for, I'm saying for this one in particular, right. then I think that those are the things that it's highlighted that are highlighted here. Yeah. Okay. So let's go one through four. What's the main theme of that? And again, feel free to challenge me, um, uh, about where I draw the line, but I think one through four is <laughs> indisputable. Yeah. And we got our goal is to boil it down to one sentence summaries, not just one word themes, one sentence summaries of main ideas. Actually, you know what? I, I just beat my own uh, division. <laughs> one is its own theme, right? Uh, and then two, three, and four, you know, are like, uh, are, are their own theme. I mean, clearly they, they build off of the first one, but we said that like one and the first puzzle and the last puzzle have their own like identity. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm, I'm fine like leaving it the way it is, but uh, I think one strictly- One more of just an intro rather than its own. Yeah, separate exactly. Thing. Yeah, All right. you know, I, I think I'm going to reflect that on my thing here. All right, I think the lines are just mess, are messed up now. I'll have to delete the, the heading uh, progression of ideas. Oh my the, the line. How will they know which one it is? <laughs> yeah, I know. All right, fine, whatever. Okay, yeah, so so one, let, let's summarize one. One, I think we got clear, right? Uh, God's, yeah. No, you go. Uh, God's chesed and is like, is uh, eternal and stable. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the text to see if you got the idea is if you would express it in the same way as the <laughs> Yeah. Chesed is unchanging uh, because it stems from his uh, good nature, which sounds so funny because uh, God is a good nature, right? He's the only good nature. Yeah, is a good nature. Um, and... Uh, and the um, and it only withheld because of the recipients. Yeah, I think it's on two lines. 
I'm glad you can't see this. Wait, why? I don't understand why. Oh, he was just admiring how it all fit on one page. Uh, <laughs> and I was saying how I like work to get a thing, but uh, yeah, that's fine. No, yeah. I can't visualize it. So oh, it's good. It's good. Oh, oh. Your uh, your your uh, handicap is a. Uh... Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Um, right. So his chesed is unchanging because it stems from his good nature. As, as unchanging is. Uh, I was gonna say constant and unchanging, but I guess those are the same thing. Yeah. All right. Fine. Um, do you think that you need to include um, thanks in the summary? Uh, yes, you're right. You're right. Um, we uh, therefore uh, the thanks we give him is of a different uh, of of a different uh, quality, right? Well, we should thank him, but like the and the thanks we give him is of like a quality of a different quality. The thanks we give him is of a qualitatively different caliber. <laughs> yeah. Okay, fine. And again, this, this is not being written in an article, like, so it's fine if we, like, you know, message, uh, you know, are loose as long as we have an idea. Okay, so then two, three, and four, that was Yomuna Yisrael Kilom Chaso, Yomuna Beis Aharon Kilom Chaso, Yomuna Yirei Adoshan Kilom Chaso. Kohanim. Well, the if it's about David, then it was because David's kingship um, restored a certain protection for the Kohanim that the uh, city of Kohanim was killed in the time of Shaul. And then if it's for Yom Mashiach, it says because the Kohanim will be restored to their their place and the entire you know Kuna will be reestablished. <laughs> yes, right. So, um, so I think there were two ideas we said here. Right, one was thank Hashem for the good yeah. you received. Right, um, in order to redirect your emotions of gratitude towards the source, with capital S, source of the good, of your good, uh, in, and uh, instead of at the instrument, uh, in, uh, the intermediary. Specifically the hammer. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, right. That was that. Okay. Five through seven. We have Min Hamitra Karasiya Anani Va Mirfavya. Adonoi li lo ira maya se li adam. Adonoi li be odrive ani era vasonai. Now you could conceivably group that with eight and nine also, but I felt like eight and nine were their own idea because it talked about trusting in Hashem. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, yeah. Yeah, yeah, right. Maybe five is its own idea also. Yeah. Yeah. So five really had to do with the fact that only, oh, I thought about this today. I thought about this in Davening today. Uh, well, I'll say, I'll say the idea first, right? <laughs> is that only God can help you uh, because only he is not bound by the Maitar, right? By the, uh, by the straits. And I was thinking about this because when I was saying the bracha of uh, Goel Yisrael in the Torah Esrei, which is about... We know what that's about. Uh, can you be more specific? That's the one wrong answer. No, right. So uh, there's because the, the trick is that there's two brachos of Geula. Okay, there's um, Goel Yisrael, and then there's the Kibbutz Goliath. So the Goel Yisrael, and a lot of people don't know this. The Goel Yisrael in is about Geula from personal Tzara, and you know that because it's in the first. Um, the first half of the Bakashos 
are all personal requests, even though you're saying it in the plural. And then the last half are all requests on Claudia's So if you are in a tsara in your life, or you know someone who's in a tsara, then that's the place to put the bakasha uh, to redeem them from the tsara. So what I was thinking of during Shimon Esrei when I was supposed to be davening <laughs> was, uh, why does it say ki kel melech goel ata? Why does it say melech? You know? And I was thinking that, or, I mean, I mean, I, this is just a speculative question. I don't know for sure, but like if you had to, you know, someone puts a gun to your head and says, why does it say melech? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's the one who's like, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Also, like the king is not limited by anything in the kingdom, you know. Uh, and so, like you, I, I was th- I, I was associating to this idea here in, in Tehillim is that like you know every other person who you would turn to has limited powers, but then the king has unlimited power. And so, when you're talking about being redeemed from a state of of sara or of slavery or like oppression or something like that, then invoking the king is a um, you know makes a lot of sense. And uh, you can't use this for everything, in case you're wondering, because like, like one of the questions I still have is like, um, uh, we say Mel in Rufaino also, I think. I have no idea what that has to do with king, you know, but... It's the power to heal you. You could say that, but it's not like the king is the person who heals people in, mm-hmm. in kingdoms. The king does save, like, like, like the king does, like, is, is a savior. I mean, in, in Clyde, at least in terms of like leading people out, uh, you know, in battle and stuff. But yeah, you, you, you can say other stuff, but yeah. Yeah, right. So uh, the idea number five is only God can save you uh, um, because only he is not bound by the, the straits, right? Um, yeah. Okay, then six and seven is their own idea. I think that's pretty safe, right? Hashem li lo ira mayase liadam. Hashem li bo ani onai. That actually does have a progression, I think, from five to six. What would you say the progression is? Since we can rely on him, absolutely, there's no need for fear of him being limited or not help you. Uh, hold on a second. Let me just look at this again. Um, where, where are you thinking that in the Patsuk? I'm saying that's the truth. Oh, we for the Maya Peliadam? Yeah. Yeah. What about the Hashem Lilo Ira? No, I imagine it for that. Oh, for that. Okay. Yeah. If fear, if, oh, I see what you're saying. That if, if let's say, uh, let's say you're going to help me, I fear that um, you might be um, limited in some way, and right. that like you're going to be able, you're going to fall short, even if you can help. Right. Me. Okay. Good. Right. So everything is at God's disposal in terms of helping. I think that segues into seven. What does it mean that God is with you with your helpers? I think it was more about six, which was the the, the um the the, the the um thing that that like the only bad that something can do to you is no people can't actively feel bad to you. Yeah, I kind of undid that in my my podcast today. Did you listen to it? No. Okay. Yeah. So don't listen. To it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I finally, uh, I finally fixed the fight with uh, with Epictetus. I blame you. Really? Yeah, but in a good way, though. What did I do? Uh, you were asking me about it last time. Uh huh. No, it's good. It's good. It's good. I just don't know what the good is anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Um, but we'll pretend that we know what it is. 
<laughs> um, but um, so, yeah, I, I, I don't know. <laughs> I, 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 yeah, I, um, I don't know what this means anymore. Uh, maybe we have to work through it again. <laughs> oh, I thought you didn't. Wait, wait, wait. I thought you just said I don't know what the good is anymore. I did say that. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll, I'll summarize. It. I'll summarize it, right? Because I think what happened was, in my mind, there had been um, two tracks developing in terms of the good. So the stoic track slash the Mishlei track has to do with whatever the good is in abstract the only good that is practically relevant is how you make decisions because there could be like great stuff out there, but like if you're in a concentration camp, you can't access it. So the only thing you can do is make the best decision where you're at, you know, so that's the stoic idea of the good because you are, the good is only using your will correctly. Okay. The Torah idea of the good though is expressed in Brachius. You are looking uh, that God thought that it's good and goodness in Brachius is existence in line with the way that it, you're designed. So for plants and animals and planets and all that other stuff, like that is, uh, they don't have a choice to be good. They're programmed to be good, you know, but for us, we can choose to not live as a telemelochim and our good is living as a telemelochim, living as a rational animal. And by rational animal, I mean, uh, rational truth speaking animal is that you have a physical body, uh, and a psyche, and the good would really be living as a harmonious organism where you're taking care of all your needs in a manner that lets you pursue truth, you know, like that's the good. So according to that definition, um, there are bad things that can happen to you. Right. And uh, like, if you are like, I'm, I'm pretty sure that, you know, the, um, uh, you know, the destruction of the base of Mikdash was bad, you know, that, that, that deprived us of the ability to like live as a tunnel of you know, loss of knowledge is bad. Death is bad, you know, and we hold that there's such a thing as bad in the world. Like death is bad in this grand scheme of things. It's good, but if you die, then that's bad for you, you know? So now I'm caught in this thing where I think when we learned to Helen, I was still only thinking about it in the stoic mode that no one can actually harm you because they can't harm the part of you that can make decisions. You can always make decisions. But they can harm functioning harmoniously as a no. They uh they get they 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 can't. Well, okay, that's the thing. They they can they can um okay, well this is where my, my dilemma comes in, is that that they could um uh like they can't interfere with your ability to to choose to choose the good. That I think we can agree with, right? So in that sense, you're above, you're, you're invincible, but they can harm, uh, they can, through harming external circumstances, and by that I'm including your body and your emotions, then uh, then they can um, uh, remove you, the, the good from you of, of, like, of, of uh, seeking the truth in the maximal way, you know? Like, like in the practical sense, if someone steals your paper, you can't learn the ideas that it's <laughs> yeah, right, right. But you don't lose your ability to make the decision. No, that, that I'm saying is the stoic idea of the good. You're not using your ability to make decisions, but like, let's say, like, let's say all the Kafame and Masora are killed, right? Like, Nivogonet's almost did, you know? Um, so, like, that's bad. There's a huge loss of knowledge in, 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 in humanity, you know? Or let's say, like, the Dark Ages happen in Europe, you know? That was really, really bad for humanity. Or let's say you, your, your Harusa dies, you know, like with the Rishlaki from Yochanan. That was really, really bad for him, you know. Mm -hmm. 
or you know, uh, or 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 a chacham becomes senile. You know, like that's really bad for him. You know, so it's not bad for his decision making, but it is bad for his ability to to partake of the good in terms of the selling okim. So you're not holding that he, a person can ever lose their ability to make decisions. Right, that's you can always make decisions, right. right? Because external damage could make it that the amount of, like the decisions that you can make are like trying to see limits. Like if all this knowledge is just found, like you can make decisions to like try to find knowledge, but like you're not going to find it. Or you just have to use your own brain to like come up with something. Right. And, 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 and you're not going to, yeah, meaning that your ability. You could have been. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that's like objective good outside of the self. Like what the Stoics are doing is they're putting all of the good in terms of the only thing that's good or bad is how you use your will. Mm-hmm. And no one can touch that. And nothing that happens to you outside can affect that, you know. But Torah places the good as, as a, an objective reality. And Sure, you have to make decisions to get to the good, but like you know, but the good is an objective reality. Why would you? I understand someone is chatting, which I I will repeat. I don't like. Um, okay, yeah, you you can speak. I, I I just for some reason I don't like the chat. So like, just speak and uh, forever hold your ideas if you don't speak. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. What, what's the what's the benefit? I guess of like ideally, I would only be interested in whether I'm getting as much knowledge as possible in this moment or whatever, and given the circumstances. Okay, so that's what the podcast uh, resolves. It's not really a resolution, which is that the meeting of the two is that for all intents and purposes, even if there is an objective good, all you can do is make decisions based on what you can control, you know? That's true. That's still true. Right. So it doesn't matter. So, yeah. So, so what does David mean when he says, what can anyone do to me? Yeah, I think... Uh, that, that, that's where I was having a hard time, and I actually just had to stop. But, yeah. Yeah, I think I, I, I think the... the question comes from the... Seneca says, no one can harm you, because no one can harm you, such a big thing. Right. And that, and that is not the, thing, not the same thing that David Mouth is saying when he says, no one can harm you. Right. Um, yes, yeah. That's 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 the statement of the problem in terms of the parish on, that we yeah. gave on Talon, yeah. Right, I mean, he's saying, right. I mean, you know we can harm your decision-making, but who else can harm your circumstances? Right. But let, let's just give you a simple example. Let's say someone injures David on the head, and as a result of that, he, he can't focus anymore on anything. That's inevitably going to deprive him of knowledge. Now, we're not saying that that's bad. In this, like, it's not going to prevent him from making the best decision he can, mm-hmm. but it is depriving him of knowledge. He can't be involved in knowledge anymore, you know? Or pe- enemies are chasing him, and he can't learn, you know? So we're saying when he says here, no one can hurt me, like, what does that mean? Meaning, yeah. Originally, we're saying it means nobody can affect my decision-making. Right. And now we're saying that's problematic because even if no one can hurt his decision-making, they can hit him over the head, and then his decision-making can be very limited. Uh, no, his decision-making is never limited, but his ability to be involved in knowledge can be. Right, but... What if all he's interested in is getting as much, as much knowledge as he can, given the circumstances? If that's right. all he's concerned about, then no one can do anything. Right, that's true, yeah. Does that work? I mean, well, it might be objectively bad. It's right. Like harm, is, harm him by circumstances. Yeah, but then he'll but it, work within those Right, right. If what he means by no one can harm me is... I feel like we're back to what we originally said. Yeah, I mean, no problem with my decision making, meaning as long as I'm only trying to. Do yeah, but, but, but do. this is another step, uh, yeah. which is that the, when we started the question, it was what is the what wherein lies the good, 
is the good in how you your decision making or is in the good in terms of your good as a Salam Elohim? And what we're saying is your good is as a choosing Salam Elohim. Uh, meaning that you're 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 choosing the good which is you know, which is uh, knowledge, you know, that's good as a Salam Elohim. But functionally speaking, or not that's not maybe that's not the best way to say it, like all you can do is make choices. Like you can't like I can't teleport and go back or uh, time travel and go back to the time of like uh, you know uh, the Nevi'im to like get more knowledge. Is that bad? Well, it's bad in the grand objective sense, but in terms of how I live, it's not bad because I can't do anything about it. I can't time travel. And you wouldn't say that like, time is harming you. Right. Exactly. And, right. And are you just? Yeah, but, but, but you would say I have access to less. I have access to less good. Yeah. But in terms of of my my virtue, my ability to choose well, like my ability to live the good life. You wouldn't say I'm, you wouldn't say that I am not living, I'm not being Bokar Batov, you know, uh, that my Bithir Batov is compromised simply because an option is not available to me. So, so Bithir Batov is really, if you had to boil it down, yeah, which is sure. ironically what God tells us to do. Right. He was good. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, but yeah, so I guess the question is like, are you, I mean, it doesn't really matter, but like, are you just as perfected? Being Bokhar Batov, what makes you perfected, or is getting no? So, the, so okay. So this is the other. This is the other thing is that um, that perfection is measured objectively. Mm-hmm. Most is more perfected than we are, even if we. Couldn't that just be because he made better decisions than we did? No, in terms of getting knowledge. No. And he's also yeah, you know, there's just more knowledge available to him. Well, yeah, that also. But I'm saying does that affect? Meaning, me, me, you, you have a certain potential, right? Yeah. And unless you're Mashiach and you hold by Ravag, you can't get you can't get the Moshe's potential, right? So there's a certain cap on it, you know. So yeah. even if you maxed out your your Zev graniteness, <laughs> you would not reach Moshe Benu's level. And 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 you know, but but the question is well, like yeah. the. The the your ability to be Bokhar Batov can be equal to Moshe's. That's what Ramam says in Hilchot Chuba, where he says every person has to know that they can be a tzaddik like Moshe Rabbeinu or a Rasha like Yeravam. That does not mean that you could reach the level of perfection of Moshe. It means that you can be a tzaddik like Moshe of making good decisions within your capacity and circumstances, just like Moshe did with his. And it's not. And what do you mean that Moshe is more perfected then? That he just he will I can't be as perfect as much as right he has more clarity yeah the results the results that he achieved are are very uh, he has he has he has more knowledge of God and he has no veils except one you know okay so in terms of that right he has he's further along yeah but in terms of but in terms of his decision making he like you could get to that right you could you could even get beyond that point because conceivably imagine a person who yeah. never sinned. Right. right and Moshe did sin right you know so in terms of now you could say well Moshe did shuva and then he's more perfected you know but like you know but uh you know conceivably like yeah so yeah so there's, there's like I feel like I need to integrate this into something in my life but like but like I feel like this is this is good now that there's um like I've thought these thoughts before but just not from this vantage point you know yeah. there's like two standards of tov there's the objective tov and then there's the you care about. yeah the tov the tov in terms yeah I, I, I we, we need to come up with with a terminology well yeah it's I mean, also the tov, yeah Shimon? 
isn't the objective to like isn't that like irrational to try and go after that yeah. for like it's just it's so far out of reach that yeah the, that that other one would make more sense and even so within that there are levels of what's a good decision right. or better decisions so. yeah so here, here's the only thing though it's it, it is irrational to try to get it because no one can get it but it is the underlying basis for how we met, how we what we are being bulkier when we are bulkier because you know like it's relevant it's just not yeah. not as that absolute standard which which decision brings me closer to that yeah which decision brings me closer to that right yeah it's like the abstract and you have your first possible which is trying to get right it's like the platonic toe yeah yeah and yes and you're trying to get closer to the platonic idea yeah i don't understand this is practically different though from what your original idea of how it's making. So let's go through the Havamina and Muscana. Okay. The Havamina. Oh, sorry. How, how it affects the decision making? Oh, is that on the positive? You mean like? Yeah. Yeah. So the Havamina was, I was saying, I just want to go through it to get all the steps clear, right? So what can a man do to me? So what we were saying is that no one can harm you because the you is the decision making ability and no one can take that away or interfere with it in any way, right? But then the question was, is that what, how we measure harm and good? Isn't harm and good measured by whether you, to the extent to which you're living in line with your 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 nature as a cell the team, and like someone could harm you? Isn't that decision making though? Uh, no, we were saying objectively, like like you know, if someone if someone if someone like like uh, uh, knocks an idea out of your head, mm-hmm. you did suffer a real harm. You lost knowledge. Right, but as long as you are, as long as we retain that. Trying to live as a That's the answer. That's the answer. But you're but you're asking like, well, uh, well uh, I'm trying. I feel like the answer is the same thing, though. Meaning, yeah, all all we're really doing is introducing this new piece of that revolutionizes uh, everything. Yeah. Yeah. Saying yeah. Okay. So I, I forget. Meaning, it's still the same thing that as long as you're trying to live as a okay, but now we're saying, but there are also things out of the control that could like somehow lessen that, but like. As long as you keep doing that, then like, well, we're we, 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 one, one step at a time. Let's go back to the question, right? So we first said that being able to choose to choose, mm-hmm. not the good, being able to choose mm-hmm. is uh, is is the uh, like the only measure of good and bad. Yeah. So no one can take that away from you. So no one can harm them. Okay. But then we said there's an objective idea of tov. Which is living as a talent team. And for an example, I'm going to use a, a non human creature, a plant. Okay. Mm-hmm. What do plants do? What's their toe of growing? Mm-hmm. Right. So if I just like, like, uh, you know, uh, deprive the plant of sunlight, mm-hmm. I am harming the plant right. because I am inhibiting the thing that's toe for it. Right. Right. Okay. So for a human being, a human being is a, a, a rational animal. Mm-hmm. And what makes you human is your ability to know is in the knowledge that you get. So ostensibly, if I take, if I took a kid and just never gave them any knowledge, mm-hmm. I'm doing bad to them because I'm preventing them from actualizing their nature in the same way that I would be actual, preventing a plant from actualizing its nature. Mm-hmm. So now it seems like you can harm a human if you prevent them from actualizing their nature. That's the question. But then what does David mean when he says, what man can harm me? If, 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 if David never was, if David spent the rest of his life hiding in a cave and mm-hmm. never wrote to him, mm-hmm. he would be missing out on all the, that tov. Right. Okay. So that's the question. Okay. Now the answer is what is the actual tov for a human? It, it, or what, what is uh, the, the standard of harm is, uh, is being boker batov and boker bara, mm-hmm. choosing good and choosing bad. 
okay, would mean that there is an idea of the objective good mm -hmm. and objective bad, and you can suffer that from things outside of your control, but it's irrelevant to how you live. How you live is just is 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 ultimately going to be how you choose right. and choosing the good. So no one can take away David Mel's ability to choose the good, even if the amount of good accessible to him is uh, is, is is limited or compromised. Right. So like back to the example with the the kid and the plant. Yeah. When you deprive the plant of sunlight, the plant has no option except right. to not grow. Exactly. When you deprive the kid of knowledge, the kid still has that ability to choose the good. Mm -hmm. That's the right, right. That's the Can difference. I ask a question on this answer? What is it? To the extent that we can, we can Right, right, exactly. Yeah, and and so in that sense, you are from a cosmic perspective, right? From God's perspective, let's say, right? Then that kid is is less perfected than the kid could have been, you know, and uh, and that's like a tragedy in terms of the the again, I, I can only say from God's perspective, you know, like like. From an objective perspective, it, it is bad that this kid did not get knowledge. Because he's less in line with his nature. He's less, he's less in line with his nature. But from the perspective of like how you live in your life, the kid's not doing bad as long as he's making the best decision to be Bokhar Tov in line with his. his he received bad. Yeah, right. Uh -huh. But he's not even receiving bad in terms of, of no one's making him bad. Like now we can go to Marcus Aurelius' thing. Marcus Aurelius' thing is. is um, the only person who can actually, uh, the reason why you can't be harmed is no one can make you bad. Mm. You can all, whether you're good or bad is up to you. So no one can make you bad. Uh -huh. In yep. terms of the, right. Yeah. And that works out for us also, because no one can make you be Bokar Bara. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So yeah. here when Dovin is saying, no one can harm me, he's referring to Nobody can harm my ability to choose. Them. Yes, exactly. People so no one can be me, making reality me, yeah. and knock ideas out exactly. and force me into a cage yeah. for the rest of my life. I just wasn't. Yeah. yeah. But I still have, I will always retain the ability to choose them. Yeah, exactly. So that's kind of what I was saying. I understand why this is different than what we were saying before. Yeah. But like, essentially, it's the same thing, just also add, we're viewing it differently, but it's just instead of saying, you never lose the ability to choose. We're saying you never lose the ability to choose good. Yes. And there's a difference. And there's That's a big difference, right? But, but yeah, yeah, but yeah. Like, yeah. 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 And you also don't lose the ability to choose some. You also don't lose the ability to choose some, but then that that itself uh, would not be enough to explain this in line with the Torah because the Torah does have the Kim Kitov. Right. Yeah. Right. right. Yeah. And, uh, so just laughing, yeah. if we were still saying, the first thing that you just have the ability to choose, yeah. then we would have this problem that, well, what about the bad that can be imposed on yeah. So really right. you can still be harmed. I mean, the only way you can explain WML saying, yeah. I can't be harmed, is yeah. not from his ability to choose Tom, but yeah. from his ability to choose Joe. Yeah, that's good. That's good, yeah. So this, the, before you have your question tomorrow, this also vindicates my... Uh, um, uh, my entire educational philosophy, uh, <laughs> because... Um, the, the, the best assignment I ever got in grad school was we had to write a one page educational philosophy statement and, uh, I wrote it and every, like, I'd say two years or so I go back and revisit it and see if I actually like hold by what I wrote, uh, or whether I've changed it. And, um, and, uh, and I, I, I've had little tweaks, but nothing fundamental and my educational goal 
is to facilitate my student's ability to be, to be Bokhar Batov. Now, now I have a different understanding of what that means, mm -hmm. but like, uh, I, 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 um, it's good. <laughs> I mean, what that means is that I was on the right track based on my undeveloped intuition at the time that I wrote it. Right. And just now I actually like understand what I meant in a different way. Mm -hmm. cool. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah Tamar. I, okay. I think I have um, two questions about this. Um, okay. It, coming from like the language of the Pasuk, I think. Okay. Um, sorry about the bird. I could go somewhere else if it's like really loud. Uh, okay. So um, I guess my, my questions were one is that I feel like this answer um, doesn't incorporate the first half of the Pasuk. Uh, Hashem Lee. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, and also, yeah. also, I just, I kind of, it kind of just seems funny to me. Like, yeah, okay, like the maybe other people can't uh, uh, interfere with his ability to choose the good, but I de doesn't sound to me like Maya Celia dumb. Like, it seems to me like okay, like maybe you could say like um, I don't know what what I would think the pasuk would say if that was the idea exactly, but it yeah. seems to me like it's not like people can do nothing to you. It's just that there's like something that they can't touch. That's well, what it sounds like. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so let me try to address both of them and then tell me if it doesn't work. But so with Hashem Lee, I still think that the Targum is really good. The Targum on close that the word of God is my support, which the word Memra is the word or the wisdom of God is my support, you know? So as long as that's your foundation is shame Hashem, then, uh, then you can't be harmed. And I guess we do have to tweak that a little bit then that, the shame Hashem being your support means that that's what guides your decision making, right? Right. Which is good. Which is good. Yeah. Meaning, me understanding the memory. Yeah. Yeah. That's the good. That's that's the that, that's the that is the criterion for how you're both are betov. Like that's how you measure the betov is whatever is, whatever shame Hashem uh, right. dictates or leads you to shame Hashem or is in line with shame Hashem. Right. Clarifying to tov is like is more. In this framework, we're looking at Tov as like a direction. In like, like that, it's a direction of movement. Like yeah, moving toward the good. Yes, to caring about how much Tov. Exactly. Is. Yeah. Yeah. Motion towards the towards the good. Okay. So that Hashem is with me, meaning that 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 is the value system in which I am operating is moving towards Shem Hashem. And and and. Uh, I almost heard you Targum. And Tamar, uh, I get, I'm getting that from the Targum. So that makes sense for the first one? or uh, Okay. And then what can man do to me? So I think the, the key word is me. Right? Is the is People can harm his body and his name and his possessions and even his feelings. You know, but that's not him. What is him living in line with nature or not? Isn't it? Isn't that him? But, but can they harm that? They can't harm his being Bokhar Batov, right. his, his, his prime mover, or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Uh -huh. Right, I guess, right. I guess you would have thought, I guess, that me would be like the entire thing, organism that's living in line with itself. Right, but it's not, right? Exactly, yeah, yeah. Meaning, meaning uh, the me we saw in the early parak is Shuvi Nafilim Nukhaiti Ki Adresham Gamalalaiti is my Nefesh. Right. You know? Yeah, and we're pausing that the nefesh is this. I, I, it's not. It's not just that we're pausing it, by the way. But there's a good shot on uh, on when God says, "Nase Adam uh, Um So let us make man in our form, like our likeness. 
So the Sforno has the, I mean, they all, all the Mepharshim say that that's about knowledge, but Sforno has the best shot in my opinion, because he says that Selim is the part of you that can have knowledge, and then uh, that Bitsalmenu, and then, uh, and he learns Bitsalmenu, I think, is, is like us, meaning God and the angels, because God and the angels have, are, are, are pure intellect, right? And then Sidmusenu, like our likeness, is, um, is referring to free will. Uh, and the reason why it's like our likeness is that um, man's free will is different. I mean, it doesn't say bidmutenu in our likeness. It's like our likeness because man's free will is different than God's and the angels because God's free will is absolute. Well, first of all, what's the main thing that makes man's free will different than the angels? We have Yitzhahara, right? So angels don't have Yitzhahara um, and, uh, and God doesn't have Yitzhahara. So they have free will. I don't know what it means, but they have free will, but uh, in choosing the good, you know? That they, that, um, and uh, I don't know what that means, but uh, that was the you heard the, the, the tape burning story. No. So, in my first year in yeshiva, then um, uh, he wouldn't mind if I mentioned this. Uh, Robbie Schwartz uh, gave us a, a shear in, in the Hagamid Perak and like we were talking about angels and free will, and like he said, the angels don't have free will, you know, and then like, um, and then like uh, he went to talk it over with Rebbe. And then Rebbe said, no, of course angels have free will. And he showed him like in the morning of where he talked about angels having free will. And I remember just Robbie came in and said, okay, guys, we've got to burn the tapes. <laughs> you know, but he had, I don't, I don't think we actually burned them, but I think like he had to like re-record them, you know. But it, I remember just, it was the first time I heard the notion that angels could have free will. I thought the free will was only for Yitzhar and Yitzhar mm-hmm. But anyway, the reason why I bring this up is because that puzzle is, if there's any puzzle in Torah that defines human nature, that's the puzzle. Nas Adam Bitamenu Kidmuteno. So it is interesting that those two are both identified as human, as, as what makes human beings human. And according to what we're saying, it really is a marriage of the both of them. Uh-huh. Um, right. Choosing the, good as defined by Salam right. al good. Right. But it's not just good for the Salam al it's good for, isn't it good for the entire, the entire organs? So... Functionally, it's going to have to be that, but I think it still is measured by the general Lakim. Okay, meaning like, for example, if, if you said that, like, what is the good of a car? So the good of a car, a car is a, uh, a, a vehicle for transportation. So the good of the car is going to be in terms of, of, of like, its ability to do that, you know? And it's true that there's such a thing as, like, but, yeah, the wheels have to be functional and, like, the you know, but it's all in service of, like, the thing that defines it. Mm. You know, that is its essence. Okay. So that, that's why we care about the rest of the organism. Not because we care about like your, 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 you know, your, uh, your, your tongue getting things that taste good and like your, your skin being like, you know, durable and you know, whatever, like whatever the, you know, well, that, nice yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, uh, but it's, uh, but all of those are only insofar as uh, the telemarketing can function okay. maximally. Okay. Yeah. For the, for the example of a car, yeah, uh, the function of it, the good, would be just to get you from point A to point B or whatever. But right. sometimes things can go above and beyond that. Like it might be a more comfortable car. It might be something. So how would that play into? Yeah. So I think that's where we would differ because I think we would not care about in an absolute sense. I'm saying like I'm not saying like you should give up all like pleasurable things, but like you know, in an absolute sense, I think that we we would only care about um, perks to the body. If it is insofar as it facilitates life, a uh, life of seeking knowledge. 
you know, like we do, let's say like Onik Chavez is a good example, you know, is, is we do value having really tasty food on Chavez, you know, um, and for the average person, then, then like, that's just to make them happy or whatever. But the ideal is that that puts you in a state where it's most conducive to, uh, to being able to be involved in, in Chachma, uh, or living as a Zalamalakim. You know, whereas, whereas with the car, having like comfortable seats doesn't actually affect how, how the car can go. Unless you're going to say that if the car's comfortable seats, you're going to be more likely to use it or something like that, you know? Or be able to go farther. Or be able to go farther. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. Meaning like, like on a road trip, you want the one with comfortable seats, mm-hmm. you know, not, not the, uh, yeah. 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 So I'm still having a hard time with what the problem is with our original statement that how how about no, go ahead no go ahead no 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 it's it's because no man left behind <laughs> obviously you can objectively harm him in terms of like if he couldn't if you removed ideas from yeah. his head yeah okay but if we're saying that when he said no man can harm me. He's referring to no man can harm my ability to choose. Yeah. Decide. Yeah. That still stands true, even when people objectively right. harm him in reality. Right. Yes. The problem yeah. is then if if benefit and harm are only in terms of choosing, period. Mm-hmm. So then what does the Torah mean when it says good is is uh is all the stuff that the Torah says is good, you know, and bad is all the stuff that the Torah says is bad. Like death is bad. We also choose the good. Yeah. Oh, good. but now you're saying choose the good, not just choose. And and this is this is my big problem with the Stokes, because the Stokes don't have an idea of the good. I think that's a fundamental like lack that's a black hole under Stoicism. So what are they choosing then? I don't really that, that's what that's why I'm that's a part of why I started the uh no, that's part of why I started the podcast uh-huh. is to try to figure out like, like what's at the bottom of Stoicism because this was a big problem that I noticed, you know. But uh, and, and I just don't know what their idea is of like what what does the life revolve around, you know? Hmm. Right, deciding what. Yeah. Yeah. And so not being controlled by. Both yeah, is it just a negative? Like because yeah, that, that's how it comes across. It seems like it. Yeah. Unless the unless the like. That's sense I've gotten. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if it's, if I got that sense because that's the depends of your understanding of it, or if I've got that sense because I think the other thing. Right. They're kind of wrapped together in terms of like, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I'm not listening to podcast where it's like just. Yeah. yeah. Objective. Yeah. But, um. So by saying just his ability to choose wouldn't be harmed, that would be problematic. Because, because it's not consistent with Torah. Right. It's not consistent with the Torah's but definition you, of good and bad. You can't say that there's just this assumption that he's going to choose a good recipe. Right. Here's an example that, um, I mean, this doesn't exactly like uh, fit, but why would you ever make the bracha of Baruch Dianhanimus if nothing bad ever happens? What? Isn't that bracha saying that it's good? even that- But you make it on the bad. Because it feels bad. Uh, right. But you it's all you make it though. It's all ha ra, yeah. It's all ra, and you yeah. you do make it when someone dies. You know. Well, why can't it be on the feeling of ra? 
I don't think it's on. The, I, I don't think it is on the. Uh, like either, if you're really upset about how the sports team went, you don't make. No, I know. I'm saying there's certain objections that normally cause people to be upset. But I, I, I don't. First of all, I don't know if that's halakhically true. But, yeah. but, but here's the thing, though: is like if you look at the way that the Ram says you're supposed to say that bracha, mm-hmm. is supposed to say it in the same way that you say the bracha on on the good, right? Right. Even though you have this emotion. Of being right. Upset. Right. Right. Because everything. There's nothing bad. Well, here's 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 the nachamina. Yeah, you protected people make this bracha. I would say yes. Um, meaning they don't have the feeling. Yeah, that's why I'm saying this might be wrapped up in halacha. But well, when you hear the base mikdash is destroyed, yeah, you know, yeah, the the Rabbi Akiva he was laughing, smiling, whatever he was doing, right? You know, because not actually that. Right, what I'm saying is, is, is uh, I mean, maybe this is I'm not the best Raya, you know, but I think he would say that, yeah, this is horrible. It's a bad thing that the uh, base Mikdash was destroyed. Why was he laughing? Because he saw that it was going to be rebuilt. Oh. But that's not actually, ultimately, it's not bad in the cosmic scheme of things. It is, because it could have not been destroyed. Okay. And now you've got 2,000 years of, like, cholesterol missing out on, on knowledge and avoda and stuff. See, and this is taking it. This is uh, taking it uh, too far in a different direction, which is like, like again, like the, the thing I quoted this morning uh, in, in the podcast was um, when it says, um, um, "Hold on, a second here." Oh, this is good. Uh, never mind. Like it, it is objectively bad that we don't have basic research and we can't do like. Like hundred uh, uh, essays, yeah. Avodah is objectively bad. Right. So the, the premise that bad things don't happen, <laughs> but bad things do happen. Yeah. <laughs> bad things. Oh, yeah, of course, bad things happen. Yeah. So yeah. What do you mean by bad <laughs> things don't happen? But bad things don't happen. Did I say that? Yes. Bad things don't happen. You were saying they do happen. Yeah, I'm saying they do happen. Yeah. 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 That's what I thought. You. Were, I was saying they weren't. You were saying they weren't. Yeah. Yeah. So the reason we say Barth Dynamics is because bad things do happen. Yeah. So, yeah maybe, maybe that's a more complicated example, yeah. but uh, but I, let's just take the base makeup being destroyed or a Vodazara's existence right. is bad. And that is bad. Yeah. Objectively. Objectively. Um, <laughs> my heart. <laughs> Walking into the tilling here to get closer to God and taking the Vodazara is not bad. <laughs> Worst sheer yeah. ever, <laughs> but not objectively bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That what that that itself might be objectively bad, but your reaction to how you approach that and how you conduct yourself afterwards, yeah, that doesn't necessarily have to be. That's not necessarily bad, right? He said that that itself is bad, but how you conduct yourself afterwards is not is not bad. Well, I mean, if you don't turn about it, um, yeah, but it's, it's if oh, okay, I don't want to get it. Well, that's, <laughs> that's, 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 no, that, that's because you're choosing to move away from the good. Yeah, yeah. that's why I do the words are right. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Right. right, being both over. Yes, but okay. Yes, I understand. Okay, okay. If you right, you have to. Okay, if you're saying that being both a bit means anything, then there has to be a tov that you're being both right. So, yeah, no, that's good. No, the base metrics being destroyed is moving you away from the ideal that you are, that is good to move toward. Yeah. 
So it's wrong. Right. Because there is an ideal of you getting more knowledge and everyone getting more right. knowledge. And the basic method getting destroyed is moving away from that. Right. Now, my, my inability to access the basic basic method, and I, I wish I had a better way to say this, from a cosmic sense is raw. But from a, right. a living sense, right. I'm not living any worse in terms of like how I go about my life. Yeah. I'm not choosing bad. But you're in a worse state than you I'm in a worse state than I would be, right. Right. So you're still choosing all the good in possible. Right. I'm not, in, ter in terms of being a tzaddik, that doesn't limit my ability to be a tzaddik in the wrong sense of you could be, right. anyone could be a tzaddik like Moshe Rabbeinu, but no one can be on the level of perfection of Moshe Rabbeinu. Right, and that, that would be the idea of saying Barclayanus on the basement being destroyed by like zipping bad but I can still feel good and right. like, it will get rebuilt right. and like there is a grand scheme and the grand scheme is eternally good. Yeah, right. Why do you say the Barclay on exactly the same way? Oh, as you would. that's exactly why, because the grand scheme is still good. The grand scheme is still good. It's just that this well, no. and that and this well, the and that and that in this grand scheme of things. No, not in the grand scheme of things. I think it is. That's what you're saying. I think it is bad. Cosmically, it's bad. Yeah, cosmically it's bad. It's yeah, the, the, you're making a bracha on the Diana MS, though. You're making a bracha on the Midas Adin. The Midas Adin is good. Right, right. So I guess that's what I mean. Like they, yeah, good. Yeah. yeah. You're making a bracha on, on terms, right? On, on, yeah, yeah. It's on, better than if there wasn't Din at all. Yeah. That's literally what you're making the bracha on. Right. Or of Diana MS. Okay. Yeah. Well, there is a better state. It's just that this is better because of people's decisions. This is the best. Given people's decisions. Yes, right. Given the fact that people made the wrong decisions, right. it is good that there is a Midas Adin that would have a consequence that would then facilitate Shuva and right. and, uh, and and a coming closer to God. Right. You know, right. without that, if it was just chance, that would be like actually bad because right. then, you know, right. Yeah, like right. if someone murders someone else and then gets executed, it is good that the person is being executed because. Of that way you're upholding justice in society and right. not and not allowing a murderer to, to go free and kill other people. But it doesn't make it like good that he killed someone in the first place. And it also is not good for him. Yeah, it's not good for him. It's not good for him because he his life is being taken away. You know? Right. If 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 he if he if God had his way, then uh and, and uh, you know, and I'm saying I'm saying this like like literally, you know, if God had his way. Like we said so many times, God doesn't want the Russia to die. Mm -hmm. Russia, he wants the Russia to do Cuba and live. However, if you allowed every Russia to live, you would destroy society. Right, so right. that's why the Russia has to die. Right, and that means that's saying there are three levels of good or bad. Like not three, but whatever. Simplifying to three, there's the, two categories of two. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's the uh, there's the level where like the Russia doesn't sing at all, and he leaves. Okay. Yeah, and then there's the level of him sitting and dying yeah is second best and yeah worse is him sitting him, him sitting and not dying yeah and that is not that's the the din stops that third one from right exactly that's why this din is good and that's why it's good that it's essential destroyed because the alternative was teaching that thing yeah right and no and, yeah yeah and then that leads to a greater net bad right yeah, yeah. so we're making a blessing on the good that there is a true judge that can destroy this and make judge right. people make bad decisions, 
and at the same time acknowledging the subjective bad for me that and, like, I can't get right. closer to God. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Meaning, the, in particular, it is bad. Mm-hmm. Like, like, if I still want to get closer to God, yeah, work for me that there's a way to make that. Right. But it's still good in the greater scheme of things that there is a true judge. The, there's a meaning of that that, that would destroy Mikdash for people's sins. Yeah. The din is the second best situation. Yeah. The worst situation would be no din. No din. Yeah. Elijah, the second best, was because the best. Oh, then everything's yeah, right. Yeah, okay. yes. best, like, best if there's no need for this. If, there, if there's no need for this. Right. Wait, so now I have a question because okay. I I thought that Rachamim is the second case scenario. So Rachamim, uh, Rachamim is better than Din. Uh, Rachamim is better. Is better well, than well, Din. Rachamim is like basically playing out the first scenario for as long as you can. No, I, I I don't think so. I mean, so maybe sometimes that's Eric Hapayim, but uh, but loosely speaking, Rachmim is is uh, is rehabilitative. Rehabilitative, and Din is not. I've ever seen Din is produces Shiva. Okay, well, okay. I mean, if you want to, the way I would define them in abstract, not in terms of your your hierarchy right now, but like din is when God relates to the thing as it actually is, yeah. and Rachmim is when he relates to it based on what it could be. Mm-hmm. What it could be. Yeah. Okay. Now, the purpose, the overall purpose of din is uh is to facilitate chuva but like when he's actually implementing din saying this russia is going to die that's saying i don't care that you could do chuva right now you're going to die because you did a, a capital crime you know okay and this is also why rahman can be bad if you implement rahman in a way that that a way to implement rahman where you're essentially just allowing Evil to persist, you know, that would be like evil to your fourth level, you know, yeah, or third level, <laughs> yeah. And why is Rachman not like the best, like the first, like, was like, because you only need Rachman if people are sinning, ah, uh, oh, okay, yeah. Um, and, and that's the irony is that yeah. if the world where people weren't sinning would be totally functioning with me as a din, and the greatest example of that is the world, right? right. The everyone outside of human beings functions according to me as a din. Right. Strictly speaking, you know, like nature. Nature, yeah, right, right, right. right. yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, we didn't, we, we, we didn't outline the particulars, but I feel like this was a good, <laughs> a good discussion. Yes. Yeah, yes. yeah. This was more important. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I feel like also we need to let this think in, and we need to think about it. Yeah, I think it is important to start by the Vozar is in fact. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. Good. This is a good, good, good time point of this because I was gonna say like if I'm not giving my second chair, we could go on, but I, I feel like that would overshadow what we just did now, and I feel like we need to like let that sink yeah. in. Yeah. Okay. Good. If I have a question about what we were just talking about, <laughs> should I like? Yeah. Can I send you an email or something? I don't want to like. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. All right. Let's stop here for tonight. Okay. Cool. See ya. Awesome. Yeah. If you've gained from what you've learned here today, please consider contributing to my Patreon at www.patreon.com slash Alternatively, if you would like to make a direct contribution to the Rabbi Schneeweiss Torah Content Fund, my Venmo is at matt-schneeweiss, and my Zelle slash Chase QuickPay and PayPal are mattschneeweiss at gmail.com. Even a small contribution goes a long way to covering the cost of my podcast and will provide me with the financial freedom to produce even more Torah content 
for you. If you would like to sponsor an article, share, or podcast episode, or if you are interested in enlisting my services as a teacher or tutor, you can reach me at rabbishnewax at gmail.com. Thank you to my listeners for listening. Thank you to my readers for reading. And thank you to my supporters for supporting my efforts to make Torah ideas available and accessible to everyone.